Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Talk Show. you along my fellow americans sam bushman live on your radio hard-hitting news that i refuse to use absolutely no doubt starts now this my fellow americans is the broadcast for may 28th in the year of our lord 2021 this is our one of two and our goal always to protect life liberty and property and to promote god family and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers yes indeed ladies and gentlemen we use the blueprint for liberty the supreme law of the land the constitution for the united states of america as our guide and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by our founding fathers absolutely is one of the keys to success it is the solution at our fingertips that can be peacefully implemented by we the people today welcome to the broadcast we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth and furthermore it is a freedom loving fantastic faith filled we're taking america back one heart one mind one issue at a time friday I am Sam Bushman, your host. Our website, libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net for our nationally syndicated radio network, lovingliberty.net. If you go there, live and on-demand radio at your fingertips free around the clock. There's an iPhone and an Android app that you can download free as well and listen to not only to the live shows but to the podcast whenever your little heart desires. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're gearing up for an elongated, extended Memorial Day weekend, and if we got a barn burner two-hour broadcast for you today, it's so much so that I don't even have time for the recap. How do you like that? I actually have time for a little bit of it because we talked about Brian Rust, RustCoinandGift.com, and we talked to him about honest money, and we talked about the honest money report. We talked about all kinds of cool stuff with Brian Rust. That's a great award-winning show yesterday. Listen, check it out at your convenience. Uh, but today, we don't have time for the whole recap. We're just going to go straight to our co-host of the day, if you will, Chris Carlson, a discussion of all things Liberty. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Thank you, Sam. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we do need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. Roger that. Welcome to the broadcast of Money is Our Topic today. And uh, Chris does a great job at preparation. And uh, the problem with his preparation is it's kind of like Dr. Scott Bradley, who will be on with us next hour. These guys are not capable of simple, uh, what do you want to call it, simple uh, delivery. Hey, I want to talk about these five bullet points. What they want to do is they want to give me like 14 novels 
and say, Sam, can you turn that into an hour five bullet point broadcast? And my response is, you know what? Even with guys like you, I can get it done. The discussion today is money. The discussion today is the issue is honesty. And the discussion today is <laughs> look how we started out in America and look where we are today. And you wonder why we have the problems we have. That summary highlights. Let's start out with a little bit of the understanding of the origin of money. Chris, let's start there. Okay, well, historically, money has been gold and silver, and there's a very good reason for that. Uh, gold and silver has retained its value over the millennia. For over 6,000 years, gold and silver has been recognized as uh, legal and lawful money. No matter what country uh, you hail from, no matter what language you speak, the language of money has always been gold and silver, and there's a reason for that. And Doug Casey from internationalman.com uh, gives us five reasons that that has uh, historically been the case. Do you want to go through those five reasons right now, Sam? Absolutely. Yes, I do. Because I think okay. they relate to the reasons them. the founding fathers had as well, and I think it's critical to understand. They didn't just stumble on this like, <laughs> how did I get here? They understood the five reasons. They had experienced negative effects of not having those five reasons in place, this was upfront personal to these people as they dealt with King George uh, from literally thousands of miles away. Um, literally, as a dictator, they dealt with these reasons. They were personal and up close to these people. We act like they're farmers and it was irrelevant and they don't have a clue and it was yesteryear stuff and it's not relevant. Uh, that is the big lie. It's as up in front and personal and close to them uh, as it is to us, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, the Founding Fathers were extremely wise men. They were good and they were honest as well, Sam. And uh, we could use some of that wisdom today, and we're going to impart some of that wisdom, hopefully, to our listening audience today. So Doug Casey, who is a financial guru, uh, you can find him on internationalman.com. Uh, he said there are five things that uh, should be associated with our money. It should, it should be durable. Okay, when you think about gold and silver, is gold and silver durable, Sam? Yes. It, you know, it's, it lasts for in, an indefinite period of time. We're probably using gold and silver today, you know, for various and sundry reasons that, uh, that was used literally uh, 6,000 years ago. So durability, uh, it has to be durable. Paper uh, currency is not so durable in my estimation. Okay, that's number one. Number two is divisibility. You have to be able to divide it in a way that you can pay for something that's $1.98, okay? If you have a, a fine Ming vase that's worth $1,000, you're not going to take it into a store and buy a, a can of shaving cream in exchange for a fine Ming vase. Uh, you know, you'll be able to buy quite a, quite a few <laughs> containers of shaving cream, but it's not divisible. You can't, uh, you know, cut it in half and say, okay, I've got five hundred thousand dollars now or or whatever so so gold and silver uh, satisfies that requirement divisibility you can divide it into smaller pieces or larger pieces or whatever to serve your pur purposes in order to um, you know buy things that um, that require specificity in ex uh, your exchange mechanism so divisibility uh, it has to be recognizable or consistent. People need to recognize it as having value. Okay, and then gold and silver does uh, satisfy that requirement, especially when you put it into coins, which the founding fathers in our founding document, the Constitution, talked about. Uh, Congress uh, shall regulate the value 
of coin, so coin money and regulate the value thereof. Okay, so and it has to be convenient. You 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 have to be able to uh, carry it about with you so that um, you know. You, for example, if if you had a if we were on a barter system and you had a wagon that you wanted to exchange for goods and services, it wouldn't be very convenient to to carry that wagon around with you. Uh, gold and silver coins, however, are very convenient to carry around with you in your pocket. So that's that's number four. Number five is it has to have intrinsic value. Uh, gold and silver does have intrinsic value beyond just as a medium of exchange. We use it uh, in dentistry. Uh, we use it in uh, electronics manufacturing, Sam. Um, we use it in all sorts of other applications, which, which gives it... Oh, jewelry, too. Don't forget about jewelry. I'm wearing a piece of gold on my finger as we speak, and I assume Sam is doing the same thing. Um, so having intrinsic value makes it uh, valuable and incapable of being played out of existence or out of uh, that um, Doug Casey kind of alludes to in these five criteria that money should satisfy. And I would say it has to be incated and, um, and those two things uh, would solve our problem that we have today is if you, uh, you know, we're going to talk about inflation, would solve that problem. And unfortunately, the founding fathers, Sam, they mentioned uh, gold and silver in our founding document, the Constitution, uh, in a way that could be uh, disregarded. And if you want to go and to let's, the Constitution Let's talk about now, that in a second. We'll talk about how it's disregarded. We'll talk about the tax relevancy and the reason that the government had uh, literally involvement in the money in the first place. There's a few of those reasons. Taxes are one of them. Uh, consistency and reliability um, where you can count on it in terms of weights and measures is another. So there's a legitimate role for the general government. Some call it the federal government. Some call it the um, you know, a, a national government. But I'm going to call it the general government because that's kind of what the founders referred to. Uh, and we want to understand all those things. But first, I want to get to a little bit more about money here. So there's five unique reasons that gold and silver uh, is specifically unique and valuable. In other words, perfect for the medium of exchange. Five reasons gold is an ideal medium of exchange. Doug Casey, you need to remember that. Internationalman.com is where you can read his incredible article and information on this. Now, before we continue, we want to talk about money a little bit. What is money? If you can't define what money is, then what, Chris? Then we have inflation because the people who uh, have a monopoly on creating that money, i.e. the Federal Reserve here in America, and we've got central banks throughout the world in every country except three. We won't go into that. But it can be inflated, and that's what we are experiencing right now. That's what the Founding Fathers wanted to guard against. That's what we need to guard against as well. I want to add a couple of reasons. In addition to the five reasons that Doug gave, why gold and silver is so legitimate in terms of its unique position to be the medium of exchange and why everything else won't work near as well. Hang why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better having a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Rapid City, South Dakota. Gateway to the historic monument at Mount Rushmore. Blue skies, open country, a friendly and healthy population, and Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? Not a problem. The expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the expo and the university is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding of how the world really works. A world where collectivism reigns. It's time for individualism and an open mind. Mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend Red Pill Expo 2021. Get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on your radio talking about money. What the heck is money? Money is a medium of exchange. And um, you know what? We just read five reasons why gold and silver is perfect for money. The founding fathers understood it. But this is a biblical reality as well. Let's be clear. Money uh, in the days of old or through the history of the world has been, uh, when it's honest, weights and measures, as the Bible calls it, Money's always gold and silver for the reasons that Doug articulated. But you have a few more, Chris, and then I want to add one as well, sir. Let's start there for a minute because people well, need to understand what is money and why gold and silver is so unique. Most people are like, well, something else will work. You can use carrots or you can use this or you can use that. And they're right. You can. But it's not near suited for all the reasons we're highlighting that gold and silver is suited for money. It's a misnomer to think anything else can work. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I did add a couple, and, and Doug does allude to them in his five reasons. Um, but one is, probably the most important uh, one is you cannot inflate it like you can a dollar bill. Or what we have today, which most people use, Sam, is electronic money. It, it, they're simply uh, entries into a balance sheet on a computer. And that's how most of our money is, um, is manifested today. But with gold and silver, you just cannot electronically bring it into existence. You have to mine it. Uh, you have to uh, refine it. You, you have to dig it out of the ground. And that is a natural check against it being inflated. And once you inflate um, a monetary unit, like the dollar bill, uh, you have what is called inflation. And that is one of the most misunderstood concepts in today's economic world, Sam, 
And uh, I wish I could educate the American people on how uh, our monetary system allows inflation to occur so easily and how that results in the loss of yours and my spending power. And people don't even understand it because governments now do not have to tax their people directly. They don't have to take money out of their bank accounts. People don't see that money going out of their billfolds, for example. What happens is the value of the money that they have becomes less and less valuable as money, as, as government creates more and more money, either electronically or through the printing presses. And that is a form of theft. It is wrong. It's occurring in our nation. It has been occurring in, occurring in our nation since the founding of the Federal Reserve System in 1913. And America has lost about 98% of their spending power over that 108-year uh, period, Sam. And that is a travesty. It has to be addressed. Ron Paul, over the commercial break, Ron Paul talked about a day of reckoning. And that day of reckoning is very close at hand, Sam. If we don't get a control on the printing of money, when Congress can appropriate uh, this, this latest bill under Joe Biden is $1.9 trillion, Sam. If we uh, put $1.9 trillion additional dollars into circulation in our economy, do you know the devastating effect that that's going to have on the value of the existing money? That we have Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be a bad tale to tell, uh, and we need to understand this inflation discussion. Let me uh, articulate it to you. When we talk about inflation, what we're really talking about is the manipulatable reality of fake money, of fiat currency. And uh, to articulate it, inflation means that your dollars buy less and less and less of real goods. All right. So it might take a dollar to buy a candy bar today. Inflation says tomorrow it'll take five bucks or 10 bucks or 30 bucks or 100 bucks or $10,000. And you say, Sam, that change can't happen that fast. And the answer is look at other countries in the history of the world. It can, it does, and it will. How can that happen, you ask? Well, the answer is because when we have fake currency, we're not trading value for value in an honest discussion. We're trading fake value for real value. We're trading confidence-based value for something of real substance. And the problem is when the confidence game, when the con game comes to a halt, then it becomes very evident that, that it was nothing but a con. So let me prove the point to make it very simple for you. When the government prints a $1 bill, it costs them about two cents to print it. But they mark it as $1. Who made the two-cent value piece of paper <clears throat> worth a dollar? The Federal Reserve, the dishonest banking cartel. Where do they get the authority to do that? Well, they don't have real authority to do that because it's against the supreme law of the land. But they've got fake authority. They do it. People are ignorant of it. But now we've inflated, haven't we? We took something that was worth two cents, and now it's worth, quote, a dollar. But here's the next question. What's the difference between a dollar... <clears throat> and a $5, and a 10 20 50 $100 bill. Virtually, they're the same piece of paper. They're the same ink. You might have a little more ink to write one versus one zero zero. The two zeros might make a little more ink, but it might change it from two cents to two and a quarter, two and a half cents, three cents, maybe. But all of a sudden, how does that one have $100 in value? The answer? We've created a lie that has inflated that $100 bill a hundred times more than that $1 bill and the five and the 10 and the 20 respectively along the way.
Well, that's bad enough. Okay? That's bad enough, but it doesn't stop there, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to understand money, it doesn't stop there. Because not only have we dishonestly inflated all these bills now, from two and a half cents, the real cost of creation, its real value, to whatever the face value is. But let's make it worse now. Let's say that the government is the only source of money. And that government makes a deal with a third-party banking, private banking cartel. And so now they're in bed together in a, in a fascist, abusive, fake money system, counterfeiting system. Now, let's also then say that, hey, we're going to lend this money to people now. Right? We're going to give you a dollar. But we're going to say that you got to pay interest on that dollar that we just lent you. So now it costs a dollar three, just the three cents is the representation of interest. Don't get stuck on how much interest we're paying. Just understand that it's a sum of money above the original amount. I'm going to use three cents for my analogy. So now you've borrowed a dollar from this cartel, this counterfeiting operation, government in bed with private banking thugs. And I borrow a dollar and it costs a dollar three to pay back, a dollar and three cents. Now, let me ask you a fundamental, simple, clear, concise question. Can I ever pay back that dollar three? And the answer is no, because the only place I can get money is from that cartel and they want interest on every dollar I buy. So if I borrow a second dollar, because I can't get any money anywhere else, right? If I borrow a second dollar, now I owe a dollar three plus a dollar three. So now I owe $2.06, $3.09, $4.12, $5.15. I've got $5 in my hand because that's what I borrowed over and over and over five times. How am I going to pay it back? Let's say I give the $5 back. Good, I'm out of debt, right? No, I still owe 15 cents. That's the interest. Where am I going to get the money to pay the 15 cents? Do I got to borrow more money with more interest? Do you see the con game? So not only have we inflated money from the get-go from the start, which is in its original dishonest creation, but then we've added insult to injury by creating a, a system that can never be paid back or never be resolved. Now let's add insult to injury a third time and say, now when we pass that money around, as interest continues to grow, that three cents on interest on every dollar over time becomes 10 cents, 20 cents, 50 cents, another dollar. We still don't have any money to pay it back. So the con game has begun and there's no way to resolve or end the con game either. But then let's make it even worse. Now let's start to tax people in addition to the interest. So now you borrowed a dollar, you owe a dollar three, but now you owe three dollars or three cents in taxes. Ladies and gentlemen, how can you resolve this con game? And I'll tell you, I brought this reality up to people who claim they're money experts. I brought this up to serious economists. And the dishonest ones say the following. Well, Sam, what you don't understand is that it's a very complex system. And what you need is an economics degree, which you don't have to understand the intricacies of the system. And so they basically either show their ignorance by uh, lying and pointing to something that they know nothing about dishonestly, or they are doing that to try to, you know, say, since you don't have a degree, you're ignorant and you don't know, but uh, the rest of us do know, and I'm sorry we can't explain it to ignorant old Sam. 
the honest ones admit that, Sam, you're absolutely spot on correct. Uh, and I don't know what to do to solve the problem. Um, the only answer to solve the problem is to return to the honest money of our founding fathers. Uh, the dishonest money system is a debt-based system that can never be resolved, and the issue is honesty. And the fix is in because it will continue to grow, continue to grow, continue to grow, and there's no way to stop it. The honest money system is based on intrinsic value, which I want to talk about. And then we'll get to a little more discussion about my additional point about the values of honest money, gold and silver. Chris Carlson with me, Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The Senate on Wednesday unanimously passed a bill proposed by Senators Josh Hawley, the Republican from Missouri, and Mike Braun, the Republican from Indiana, requiring President Biden to declassify intelligence related to the Wuhan Institute of Virology and the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. Former National Security Advisor General Michael Flynn said this week he believes the COVID-19 is a weaponized operation of the Chinese Communist Party against the United States. The country of Colombia has been rocked by protests for a month, with critical supplies cut off due to roadblocks. Another nationwide strike is expected on Friday, and accusations of police brutality growing louder. Marta Lucia Ramirez, Colombia's vice president and foreign minister, says the roadblocks are preventing food and critical medical supplies, like oxygen, from being transported between Cali, the epicenter of the protests, and the capital of Bogota. USA Radio News. Recently, Facebook announced its ban on former President Trump, but promised to review the ban in six months. Now, Newsmax wants to know if you think Trump should be back on Facebook. Vote in Newsmax's national poll and let us know your opinion. Just text the word NORTH to 39747. That's NORTH to 39747. It takes just seconds. Make your voice heard. We'll share poll results with the 30 million people who watch Newsmax TV. Forbes calls Newsmax a news powerhouse. It's already the fourth largest cable news channel in America, with great recent guests like Donald Trump, Mike Huckabee, Franklin Graham, John Voigt, Alan Dershowitz, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Mike Pompeo, and so many more. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable company doesn't carry Newsmax, call them. Tell them you want Newsmax or you can switch. So vote now in the Newsmax poll on Facebook's Trump ban. Just text NORTH to 39747. Let Newsmax and America know your opinion. Police brutality claims are coming out of Washington State. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau reports. Three police officers in Washington State were charged in the killing of Manuel Ellis, a black man who died while being handcuffed and restrained last year. Attorney General Bob Ferguson filed second-degree murder charges against officers Christopher Burbank and Matthew Collins and a first-degree manslaughter charge against officer Timothy Ranking. Ellis, 33, was killed after police stopped him as he was walking home. Documents state that officers slammed Ellis into the ground unprovoked as they punched and hogtied him. He repeatedly said, I can't breathe. Witnesses say they saw Ellis and there was no sign of aggression. They said Officer Burbank swung open the passenger door of the car and struck Ellis from behind, knocking him to his knees. He then stunned him and applied pressure to the back of his neck with both of his knees while he was restrained. USA Radio News. 
Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson on your radio talking about money, money, money. Honest money is the issue, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, honesty is the issue. So I uh, kind of broke that down in a simple way to understand honest money versus dishonest money. Dishonest money has no real value for value trade. Uh, Money is really deemed as the medium of exchange. All right, but it's got to be honest and it's got to have value in and of itself. And if it doesn't, and they make up value, they manipulate it. We have a debt-based, dishonest medium of exchange or money. The only real money is an asset-based economy based on true constitutional currency, gold and silver, that has value by its very nature, ladies and gentlemen. And you can't manipulate it, and you can't inflate it uh, like you can these other currencies. Any other reasons, uh, Chris, that you want to mention? Well, just to add, and you've done a very good job of summing up uh, the fraudulent nature of the Federal Reserve System. And everybody in the world, like I said, except three, three countries, have this type of a system. So our saving grace, Sam, if, if you can look at it as that, is the fact that every other country is inflating its currency at basically the same rate as we are inflating our currency. So it looks as if, you know, we're pretty comparable with other nations, which is really not a good thing because the now the whole world is suffering from this phenomenon. And we can go into why that, that exists and who's coordinating it from a very a position of, of great power. But I would like to just illustrate one more point about how fraudulent uh, the system is. Like you said, Sam, if you and I tried to do the same thing that the uh, Federal Reserve System does on a regular basis, we would be prosecuted, we would be charged and convicted of counterfeiting, and we would be thrown in jail for a long, long time. And if we can't do that with impunity, then why should anybody else? And the people that do this, by the way, just one more point, and then I'll let you continue. Uh, the people who are doing this, Sam, uh, most of them are not even American citizens. So do you think that they're going to have a vested interest in our prosperity? I don't think so. Anyway, continue. In fact, they have a vested interest in just the opposite for control and manipulative purposes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's be very clear. My final reason, in addition to Chris's and um, Doug Casey's reasons, are that God created gold and silver okay it's part of god's creation and therefore he's in control of it fake currency fiat money dishonest money is made by man it's a piece of paper printed and created by man so really this fake money versus honest money discussion is about god versus man and like the tower of babel or babel (laughs) as we jokingly say you know who's in charge around here And I submit to you that God has the ability with his creations to make them slippery. What I mean by that is when people obey the commandments of God, gold and silver is found aplenty. In fact, for the righteous, God says in the Bible, there's room to spare. There's plenty. Okay, this man-made, the sky is falling lie about we don't have enough resources is dishonest and not true. Okay? And the reality of it is God has control of gold and silver. And when the people do right, they can find it, discover it, use it. It's a blessing. But when the people are wicked and evil and turn their backs on God, they lose the spirit. They lose the ability to receive the bounty of God's creation because they're rejecting God. And so my point is that God has the ability. For example, they say, well, Sam, in modern day with all of our computers and all of our modern use of gold and silver, there'd never be enough gold and silver uh, to cover our needs, to, 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 
to, to replace what we've got now. No, there wouldn't be enough to replace dishonesty. If you take every dollar that's worth two cents and call it a $100 bill, there would be no way that we could cover that dishonesty. You're right. But there's plenty to cover honest weights and measures. There's plenty to cover an honest value-for-value exchange. It took a lot of work to get that silver out of the ground, to discover it, to find it, uh, to get it out of the ground, to mine it, then to uh, you know work, turn it into a coin, right? Mint it, all the different things along the way that a treasury does, that creates value. When I hold that silver eagle, silver dollar in my hand, it represents all that it took to get it and refine it and make it portable and make it all the different things that give it its intrinsic value. There's value there now. Work into the medium of exchange, gold and silver. The value's there. That's the reality of honest money. The reason I spend so much time articulating that is to really get you all to understand that gold and silver is unique in that God created it as opposed to man. And it's unique in that God can make it plentiful or scarce at at, at his will. When we don't obey God, it's hard to find. We can't keep track of it. We lose it. We can't find it. There's not enough. But when we keep the commandments of God, there's plenty. All right. And to those of you who say, well, we've only got this much gold on the earth or this much, you know, the experts say we've only got this much gold. Are those are the people, the, the same people that told you that we were out of oil in 1977? Yeah. Uh, back in 1977, what was that, 40 years ago? 45? Fine. Um, are those the people that made you, with your license plate, go into even days and odd days to get gas, and you couldn't get gas on the wrong days? Because, by golly, we were going to have an incredible oil shortage, and we were about out of gas. So we created the energy department to go ahead and, is it that, people, and 40 years later, we've got plenty of gasoline. So much gasoline that we're exporting it to other countries. And that's 45 years later, folks. We're not close to out of gas. How come we have so much gas when they thought we didn't? Well, either they lied when they said that we didn't, or they were um, not acquainted with God. What if we find another massive oil vein? Well, we say, well, we thought there was not so much oil, but there's more than we thought. Uh, What if we find another vein of gold or silver or, ladies and gentlemen, God's in charge of his creations. Never forget that reality check, please. That is the quintessential reason that constitutional currency should be biblical weights and measures. Chris Carlson. You know, the scarcity of gold and silver is why it is so valuable as a medium of exchange for reasons we've already articulated. And then in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, Sam, Congress has the ability to regulate the value of gold and silver coins. What does that tell you? If, if, if um, gold and silver uh, do become seemingly scarce, you know, in contradiction of what you just said about God creating more for us, if in the event that they do become scarce, what we can do is we can regulate the value to make it more proportional to the amount of goods and services in circulation in society, thus regulating and balancing that, uh, that uh, equality with goods and services. So there are built-in uh, mechanisms that allow Congress to adjust the value of gold and silver coins so that they are proportional to the number of goods and services in circulation, thus solving that problem that people claim is going to render gold and silver incapable of solving our problems. So I've just proven them wrong. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this is a serious discussion. Let me tell you why. It directly relates to you. It's not a discussion of the founding fathers that's irrelevant for today. It's not a pie-in-the-sky discussion of, of economic opinions. Here's where the rubber meets the road. According to Doug Casey and um, Mitt Romney and many others, internationalman.com is Doug's website for future reference. Half of all Americans are recipients of government money. In other words, a fake, dishonest currency. Now, Mitt said that years ago. I submit to you now with the greatest handouts ever known under coronavirus, way more than half is the reality now, uh, Chris. But understand that gold and silver has been the traditional hedge against this inflation, but now they're under assault uh, and constant manipulation, which is literally pushing more money into fake stocks and cryptos and everything else. Because people don't know where to go, but the inflationary reality is here. Higher inflation is here, writes Joel Skousen, and it won't be short-lived. All right, these are serious things that relate to you and your wallet. This has transcended a um, discussion on money from an, an analytical point of view, and it's made it front and center for your day-to-day reality. Just go try to buy lumber to build your next building. Just try to go buy gas, and you'll get the point, Chris. Lumber is up 300% over this time last year, by the way, Sam, just to throw out a statistic. And, uh, you know, gas, you, you, everybody knows what gas used to cost about a year ago. Uh, reality is, is just like Rand Paul in the, not the last commercial break, but the one previous to that, he said the day of reckoning is coming. And you know what, Sam? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I can't wait till that happens. Now, I'm not a defeatist. Uh, I, I don't like to see people suffer, but here's something that I do want, and I think uh, I'm in line with what Heavenly Father is about uh, to allow the American people to experience, and that is the consequences of our own uh, foolish actions in uh, electing the politicians who have put us in a situation where we are now starting to realize the consequences of our foolish actions and allowing them to spin, spin, spin without, uh, without accountability. And there will become that day of reckoning, and we're starting to see that, and it's going to get worse. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we come back, a couple of other tidbits to toss in the mix for you. I want to tie this more to the Constitution and tie this more to the reality for you and I, because this is not a, a um, philosophy discussion. This is a reality discussion that relates to you and your family and your ability to make a living. <laughs> Directly, it'll hit you in the wallet, if I may say so myself. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? in churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Worldwide, nations have been stripped of their rights and freedoms to make their own choices in life. Choices are made for them by their government. Insane, isn't it? 
Attend Red Pill Expo 2021, June 5th and 6th at the Monument Convention Center in Rapid City, South Dakota. Can't make it to Rapid City? The Expo will be live streamed and archived should you miss any of it. Red Pill Expo is the major public event of Red Pill University. The mission of the Expo and the University is to bring together world-class experts to set the record straight on fake narratives, fake history, and fake news. At each and every Red Pill Expo, truth seekers unite to get a better understanding understanding of how the world really works a world where collectivism reigns it's time for individualism and an open mind mark your calendars and make your plans now to attend red pill expo 2021 get more details and register today at redpillexpo.org All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So the inflation is here, and it's here to stay. I hate to tell you that, but I think it's reality. Now, I think they might temporarily ease it. They have other ways to manipulate the economy to make you believe all is well. But it is not well, ladies and gentlemen. We have literally spent more money in the last one, two, three presidents than in our whole history. So in the last 20 years, we've become in debt to our eyeballs more so than the first 200 years of our nation. Those are general statement numbers, not factual time reality, but in general to kind of understand it. This is a serious problem, and it's only going to get worse. And at some point, we're going to be forced to not take another swig from the false prosperity of the economic uh, bottle, comparing it to alcoholism of dishonesty. We're going to have to, at some point, wake up, smell the roses, shatter the bottle of dishonesty, and account for reality. At some point, our debt... Holders will not uh, let it continue. When that is, I don't know. But I'm telling you that fake money has always resulted in an absolute, complete meltdown. And then oftentimes on the heels, those people who want tyranny create a a, uh, jubilee, a financial reset, which is even more tyrannical than the first round of dishonest abuses. The only way out of it, ladies and gentlemen, is to return to the intrinsic value, the money created by God Almighty, where he controls the availability uh, etc. of that currency. When we keep his commandments, he blesses us and protects us. When we don't, hey, we end up on our own, and the results are disastrous. Uh, Chris, that's why the founding fathers understood that honest money, intrinsic value, honest weights and measures currency were so was so critical. They understood it, codified it in the Constitution, that what, nothing should be used for the payment of debts except for gold and silver? Okay, well, here's where it gets a little tricky. So I'll read the uh, provision in Article 1, Section 9. Actually, Article 1, Section 10. Here's what it reads, Sam. No state, now you're referring to the states in the Union, shall make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payment of debts. Now, let me clarify why they specified states rather than federal government. I wish they had uh, specified federal government in this case. But originally, what it was intended, the, the federal government intended to collect taxes directly from each individual state, and then the state would decide how they were going to tax their citizens. And that was an additional protection for the states and the citizens to not be overtaxed by an oppressive federal government. But, you know, with the passage of the 16th Amendment in 1913, Sam, uh, they, they overrode that provision in the Constitution, so the states are no longer able to provide that bulwark against oppressive taxation. And that's why that provision in Article 1, 
Section 10 of the Constitution um, really doesn't, I mean, in, in the minds of politicians, obviously, it doesn't apply. In my mind, it, it very much applies, and in your mind as well. But that's how they're able to get away with uh, the creation of the Federal Reserve System, of the direct income tax, which is another violation of the Constitution. In uh, Article 1, Section 9, it reads, No capitation or other direct tax shall be laid. And then it goes on to say, except in proportion to the census. So originally, Sam, the Founding Fathers had intended for us to take a census every 10 years, right? And according to the proportion of citizens that you had in your state, your tax burden uh, then would be assessed. So if, let's say, the state of Utah had 2% of the entire population of the nation, well, their tax burden would be 2% of what the federal government needed. And if the federal government decided that they were going to be, become oppressive, then we have the power of the individual states behind the citizens uh, to appeal to the government uh, for redress of grievances. But now we don't have that because the federal government... Hold on, and to withhold the money if the federal government or the general government didn't behave properly. So if Utah had 2% of the nation's responsibility to cover appropriate um, expenditures, then I, Sam Bushman, if there's 3 million people in America, I have one three millionth of that 2% that's my uh, obligation. And the whole design was to keep the federal government small and obedient to the states whose service... The general government is at the pleasure of the states. That was the intent of the founders. But this dishonest money has turned the whole thing upside down. Um, for example, is income tax voluntary? Well, sadly, it's not. I know that people think that it is, but just try it and lose everything you have, and then we can debate it. Okay, I'm against the income tax completely because I believe that it's contrary to the founders' vision of fiscal policy. Okay, that's why. And listen carefully now. So they're using this taxation to continue the abuses with this dishonest money. I mean, uh, even the sales tax alone in recent years, it used to be you were just taxed in your state, right? Now all 50 states want your money, but now there's over, listen carefully, there is over 10,000 sales tax jurisdictions in America and growing. Did you know that? So this yeah, is the point. There's no check at all on the abuses that these dishonest taxes can create. Not to mention fact, uh, the fact that it is very expensive to comply with the, the however many thousands and thousands of pages of both state, uh, sales, uh, federal taxes. I mean, not even the, the most enlightened lawyer in this world, like we pointed out yesterday, Sam, is going to be aware of all of the the loopholes and the requirements uh, attendant with with all of these taxes. Nobody can, can know really how much you owe, and that's the problem. In the process, and in the process of trying to comply, we spend billions and billions of dollars every year just to figure out how much we owe uh, the, both the state, local, and federal governments. So it, it it's a mess. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the, here's the reality. The only way back is to embrace constitutional currency. That's what the Constitution says. The states can only use that. The big difference is between a dishonest money system that's fake and a real honest money system. The dishonest money system has to have a monopoly to keep the dishonesty perpetuating. An honest money system says, look, what if I pray hard to God and I don't have the ability to pay my debts and I go out and he helps me find a vein of gold and I mine that gold and I can, you know, work hard so that work is value 
and then I use that to convert that into gold and silver, which is value, and then I use that gold and silver uh, to embrace the honest money, uh, uh, honest value of exchange. Okay, there's not a monopoly on money with constitutional currency. Whenever you have paper or some other uh, type of, uh, there's a monopoly on money. You could say, well, Sam crops can work. No, because if you go check out the five reasons and then the extra reasons Chris Carlson gave and the reason that I gave, none of these other um, mediums of exchange have the stability that money, gold and silver has. Okay, and that's the problem with them. For example, crops. What happens if all of a sudden your wheat crop is destroyed by God because the weatherman, the almighty weatherman, almighty God destroys the crops because the people are wicked. Now what happens to that money supply if it's based on wheat? It's all out of whack. Okay, there are reasons that we tie ourselves to honest money, to constitutional currency. And it's critical that we understand that. Now, governments right now are taking a shine to digital currencies uh, because they know that that gives them even more control. But um, scammers are taking a shine. Government's taking a shine. Everybody's taking a shine to digital currency. And it's nothing more than a greater step towards manipulatability. The U.S. Treasury now is calling for stricter control of cryptocurrency compliance. Here comes the U.S. digital dollar, if you will. Um, <laughs> the central bank wants to figure out how they can get into the cryptocurrency dishonest game. Will Bitcoin eventually compete with the U.S. digital dollar? What will happen on the heels of all this? And there's a lot of open-ended questions, but make no mistake, this relates directly to you and your wallet and your ability to make a living and your prosperity, folks. It really honestly does. Uh, and it, the other thing that we need to note and highlight is we wouldn't be able to engage in all these wars. We wouldn't be able to engage in all this deficit spending. We wouldn't be able to engage in ha government having so much money to wreak havoc on the citizenry and create tyranny without it. So higher inflation is here, and it won't be short-lived, writes Joel Skousen. Now, here's a couple of headlines to finish on. Joe Biden is expected to propose a $6 trillion budget for 2022. $6 trillion budget for 2022 that would break World War II-era war debt records. That's even the New York Times reporting that, Chris. I don't even know that you can wow. even describe what $6 trillion is, sir. <laughs> well, we're going to find out, Sam. And uh, these chickens are going to come home to roost. And here's the thing. You may be a multimillionaire today, Sam, uh, but if this $6 trillion budget goes through, which it probably will because all of our politicians have become corrupted and they're blinded, you know, by the gifts that they receive. That's uh, in Isaiah, by the way. You know, uh, our leaders have become blinded by gifts. Um, here's what's going to happen. And, and I, to be honest, Sam, I, I'm ready for this to happen. I, I don't, I don't will the consequences on anybody who is innocent because you know they they were not part of this process but if you like i said if you have voted for a democrat or republican and you expect them to do anything but what they've been doing for the last 50 years of our lives uh what is coming you deserve and i know that sounds harsh and i know that sounds insensitive and maybe even unchristlike but you know what heavenly father is going to allow his children in heavenly father's mercy and in his love for his children, he will allow us to experience the consequences of our own stupid actions. And it's going to be tragic, hard. but true. And, and the Democrats are taking the top of this good cop, bad cop 
infrastructure, uh, global warming, you know, climate change, whatever you want to say, spending bills and all this kind of stuff, whether it be a coronavirus or whatever else. And the Republicans are supposed to take the bottom number. The Democrats take the top number and then they kind of uh, massage it in between somewhere. But now the Republicans even the GOP senators are now offering a quote new nine hundred and twenty eight billion dollar infrastructure plan. So now a trillion dollars almost is the bottom number that we're even considering uh, for this belligerent extreme spend. Where we'll end up, I don't know. But ladies and gentlemen, it cannot go well, Chris. It cannot, Sam. Um, and I feel sorry because people are people. You could have a million dollars. You could have two million dollars in the bank, Sam, and think that you're secure and that you're going to retire and have the next thirty years of your life and and uh, travel and leisure time. But that reality is going to be shattered before your face if we allow these politicians to continue to spend with reckless abandon. And like I said, and I don't I don't mean to beat this dead horse, Sam. But we have nobody to blame but the person that we look at in the mirror every morning when we get up because we have continually practiced what I call idolatry. When we think that our politicians have our best interests at heart, but when we continually observe them doing things that are against our interests and that will eventually result in the financial destabilization of this country to the point where our dollars will be worth nothing. Uh, And it's going to cause chaos. It's going to cause ruin. It's going to cause uh, people committing suicide. Uh, It's going to be 10 times worse than the Great Depression, Sam. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The problem with these discussions, we're confident we're right. We're not confident that we know the exact timing of things. And that's where they kind of mock us if we put timetables, because when the timetables expire and we're not right, then they try to beat us up. That's why I won't commit to timetables but i will tell you this the dishonesty will catch up to us and it's important to understand that we the people need to stand up for what is right we need to have a clarion call for stability for honesty the list goes on and on we got a lot of work cut out for us chris carlson thank you my friend you bet sam thank you buddy have a great day have a great memorial day weekend Amen to that. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now on this freedom-loving, faith-filled, fantastic. We're taking America back. One heart, one mind, one issue at a time. Friday. This is the broadcast for May 28th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is hour two of two. And man, have we got a lot to report on Dr. Scott Bradley in the house. Welcome back, my friend. Well, thank you very much. And um, I hope everyone is having a glorious spring morning. Just before Memorial Day, of course. Amen to that. There you have it. There's so much to talk about, Dr. Bradley. Um, on one hand, 
I don't even know where to start. <laughs> it's hard to really even focus with what news is out there, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't even know how to respond to this, but I must, I guess, start by saying we told you so. All right? We told you they were lying. They've now admitted they lied. This is serious, serious business. Because if they've lied on this, the question for you all is what else are they lying about? All right, listen carefully to this. Then we'll have Dr. Bradley comment. J. Stephen Morrison. He's the director of the Center for Strategic and International Studies. They call it Global Health Policy Center. All right. He now admitted openly on Thursday that many scientists ignored or rejected the COVID-19 lab leak hypothesis now beyond that point by far to a theory due to their dislike of former President Donald Trump. The lab leak theory got jumbled up, he says, together. Now, what does that mean? It got jumbled up. I thought we were talking about science, they said. We're following the science, they said. How do you get jumbled up with Donald over science? The answer is you don't. They lied. And J. Stephen Morrison literally highlights it and admits it. But it gets worse. The United States government now considers a Wuhan lab leak as one of the two likeliest scenarios for the emergence of COVID-19 in Wuhan, China. Even CNN is reporting this now. So the government who literally said we are conspiracy theorists, the media that literally said we were lying and that we were all into conspiracy and literally shut us down for fake news is now admitting. Think about that for a minute. They say some journalists have now admitted, in addition to CNN and this other you know, policy leader, they admitted that they did not seriously cover the lab leak theory. Because his most prominent supporters were Republicans. Now that the coronavirus origin lab leak theory is gaining credibility and evidence, members of the, quote, follow the science crowd are finally admit they chose not to cover and in some cases actively debunk the theory now are admitting that they did that because Trump pushed it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know how you could lose more credibility than what they've lost over this. I don't think people realize the impact of what this really means. It means because we hate Donald, we're going to lie. We're going to deceive. We're going to intentionally manipulate out of hate in the media, in the government, Policy experts, scientists, because we hate Donald, we're going to lie to you. We're going to cover it up. We're going to manipulate. And then we're not only that, we're going to mock those 
who are with Trump trying to tell the truth. The truth tellers are going to be mocked and we're going to shut them down over fake news. The repercussions of this is criminal. Uh, and is so severe, I, I, I don't even, extreme, whatever word you want to use, I don't even know how you really cover it uh, in, in a way that does it justice, how big of a coup they've created. Because if they've lied on this because they hate Donald, how about the mask discussion? How about the vaccine discussion? How about the lockdowns discussion and the destruction of business and the spending and the denial of your ability to go to church and the and now all the repercussions of suicide and uh, um, health um, matters, matters relating to your mental health, matters relating to your uh, business health, every single aspect of society now. And what's the real truth on, well, if they've lied about this because they didn't like Donald, what else have they lied about because they don't like Donald? The repercussions of this literally are endless on the criminal activity that they've committed on the back end of these lies they've now flat out admitted to. Dr. Bradley. Well, you're right. You can't uh, you can't put a a full measurement tool against that. It is a crime against humanity. Everything that's happened in the last 14 or 15 months is called into question. Of course, it it was always in question in my mind. I always felt if their lips were moving, they were lying. And uh, and I call me a cynic, but um, um, I I you you can't really begin to to fathom the absolute detriment that this has caused in all of humanity and and you know there's been propaganda war machines that have been out there i mean every time we go into war there's uh there's a propaganda machine and we could talk about the u.s propaganda war machine that you know i mean we've not been immune to this thing and we're not immune to it today in the things that are happening around the world where we spin things in our media and uh, this is not the only thing that's being spun but let's just talk about it for a minute i mean but look at joseph Goebbels, the uh, chief nazi propaganda war machine he says in a, a loose not a loose german translation if you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it people will eventually come to believe it and and that is exactly what i believe has happened and I believe that's even deeper than this escaped virus from escaped. Okay, well, let's, let's just say it was escaped. Let's just say, where did it start getting developed, though? I really, truly believe that it was a gain-of-function project that was being done under U.S. Ta taxpayer dollars against federal law at the University of North Carolina. It got too hot to handle in terms of uh, where knowledge was coming of it, and they shipped it overseas to Wuhan. And uh, I, I, I've been saying this since March of 2020, but of course, you know, you get debunked and deplatformed and everything else for saying that. But, but everything, everything has to be called into question. I do not believe that there's any credibility left. Uh, you look at, oh, let's just look at the science between uh, the masks and, and their effectiveness, which there really isn't any. It's all been agenda-driven. You look at the uh, taking the jab uh, the uh, staff that works for uh, Fauci about 60% of them have taken the jab the 40% haven't and that's about where the US uh, demographics shape out on this thing you know 40-50% of the people have not taken it because it has no credibility anybody with a thinking mind 
an ability to reason. Uh, you know, cognitive reasoning I know is really at a low in America today. Our ability to read for comprehension. You know, all those kinds of things are really, really, they're, they're down in the tubes because of the, uh, uh, the education system. And, and now they're having to bribe people to take the to take the jab. I mean, you look at what they're doing in Ohio. In fact, though, by the way, Newsom uh, announced a $116 million project to get people in California to take the jab. If this thing was real, if it was efficacious and safe, if you could take this to the bank and say, yes, this is real science, People would be lining up to take it. Oh, well, oh, no, if the pandemic was real and deadly, as they said from the beginning. If you look at the statistics, the, the death rate, the total number of people that died last year is basically a statistic wash with previous years. It's, it, there haven't been stacks and stacks of people die. There are no more cemeteries because of this. This thing has been blown out of proportion. Everybody the hospital, the-, the hospitals that were cranked up because uh, of the problem uh, are taken down. The hospitals that supposedly are going to be overwhelmed are empty. The um, oh, what are they, the, those breathing things called? The uh, ventilators. The ventilators. Where are all the ventilators, Donald? Mandated by force of government law that all these companies create. Hey, just Where are they let's stop. Let's stop with the man, with those ventilators for a while. I, that used to be a very big portion of what I did for a living many years ago, the ventilation business. Okay, and of course we had all sorts of life support equipment my company offered. But the fact of the matter is, um, so I watched that and care and you know paid a lot of attention to that. And and basically, with the bad science, which was just a bunch of theory by guess and by golly, and nobody really knew. They says, oh, yeah, you got to throw everybody on these ventilators as soon as anything comes up. That was basically a death sentence. There were hospitals around the country that reported a virtual 100% death rate once they got somebody on a ventilator. So much better, so many better modalities for treating this thing. But once they intubated you, pretty much kiss the baby goodbye. We're done. And I said we shouldn't use government in an emergency way to mandate anybody create these ventilators. I don't even know if we need them. I don't know if it's justified. They panic. Where's all the money that went to the ventilators, and where are all the, where are all the ventilators now? All right, they lied. They got caught. This is serious business, ladies and gentlemen. Will there be any accountability is the real question. On Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas, after a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions. We're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services. I was shocked. So to since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay. Abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They right. are the largest single abortion provider in our country. As 
a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. Live and on your radio, Dr. Scott Bradley, FreedomsRisingSun.com, and Sam Bushman discussing the lies of the mainstream press, the lies government, health organizations, and everything else worldwide, and the lies that the media have been telling you for the last year plus are astounding. They got caught. They're admitting they lied and that we told the truth. Headline, Facebook will lift its ban on posts that claim that COVID-19 was man-made or manufactured. Now, the ban was originally put in place February 8th. After the company, meaning Facebook, consulted the WHO, the World Health Organization. All right. Now, in light of ongoing investigations, the ban will be removed due to the new debate, they claim, around the true origins of the COVID-19 pandemic. It's not a new debate. We've been debating it from the start and telling you this, ladies and gentlemen. Facebook will no longer remove posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made. Fine. But as support mounts for probes into the virus's origins and the Wuhan lab leak theory claims that COVID-19 was man-made, they say it was on the likes of false information alongside with false information like assertions that the virus doesn't exist or that the vaccines cause autism. The lab leak theory has never been disproven. In relying on the who, though, they added this dishonest narrative to their list. Facebook relied on an investigation into the pandemic's origin. Listen carefully to this. Facebook relied on an investigation into the pandemic's origin that was compromised by Chinese Communist Party influence. They're blatantly admitting now that Facebook relied on communist manipulated investigations. Do you understand the ramifications of that? And they told you that I was into fake news. A number of articles and posts about the lab leak which was originally dismissed as a conspiracy theory by the corporate media, were flagged and deleted by Facebook until now. Facebook, they say, has taken an aggressive stance toward alleged disinformation during the pandemic. Now we got alleged disinformation. 
They say they put warning labels on over 50 million pieces of content in 2020 alone based on what they call independent fact checkers. Some of those fact checkers, such as PolitiFact, are now retracting their fact checks that declared the lab leak theory to be debunked. In recent weeks, more and more corporate media outlets and government officials that's once dismissed the possibility that COVID-19 was man-made or leaked from a lab, whether it was by accident or on purpose, have now given the discussion legitimacy. Ladies and gentlemen, who's been here the whole time? Who's told you the truth the whole time? Right? Now, this is serious, folks. Because think about the fact checkers now are retracting their fact checks. So if they're retracting them, were they facts? And where did they get their facts if they're not facts? I ask you. Um, And how do we debate facts then if the fact checkers have to retract their facts? Doctor, this is a factual, what do you call it, snafu, to say the least? You know, it's, it's so absolutely... Uh, it's uh, you say baffling, but the fact is, it has been conspiratorial in, in its origins from every the very beginning. This has been not a narrative. I always say it this way: not a narrative, but a script. And every one of the health organizations is complicit. I, I fear that there's not only health organizations, but uh, media organizations and church organizations and government organizations. I mean, the United States Department of Health of Human Services, the Centers for Disease Control, the National Institute of Health, the World Health Organization, the Food and Drug Administration. I think every one of them has had their credibility absolutely eliminated. In, in the minds of anybody that is thinking about this thing. And again, you're going to have to add churches and media organizations and everything else like that. And now uh, we talk this this thing about the, the so-called vaccine. Many people think that was the end game that was desired. I don't believe that's the end game myself. I believe that that's a, it's a well-advanced step in this whole thing. From the very beginning, their intention has to been have everybody receive a jab. And why that is so intently and intensely focused upon, uh, I think, is yet to be fully revealed. But I believe it goes way beyond that in terms of a uh, basically a reset of everything in the world under people that are controlling the, the cause of liberty from everybody. They had to figure out a way to completely undermine and ultimately destroy the blessings of liberty that are found under the Constitution. You look at just, for example, something as simple as the as the ventilator mandate. Trump seized industries. He seized them. He, he claimed authority to be able to say, we'll take over these industries so that we can create these many ventilators. It's unconstitutional, people. There is no authority whatsoever to do any of the things that have been done. Governor mandates mandates what is that it's a royal decree it's not a constitutionally passed through legislator kind of thing and in addition to that this mandate of putting healthy people locked down in the habeas corpus things you lock them down home arrest this idea of destroying our ability to carry out business you know in article one 
uh, Section 10 states cannot intervene in business matters, and, and we violate that. And you look at the state constitutions, everything, everything. I cannot think of a single solitary issue that has been handled with honesty and with integrity and constitutionally. None of those, nothing that's happened the last 14, 15 months uh, qualifies for any of those things. And, and if Americans would just wake up and realize that we've been had, we've been sucker punched. And um, I, I, like I say, that, that list of the alphabet soup kind of organizations, uh, you know, from the U.S. Department of Health and the CDC and the National Institutes of Health and the, the uh, World Health Organization, the Food and Drug Administration, there is no credibility, zero. And, but and now they're admitting they all listened to and stepped in line with flat-out communist cover-up interests, and they got caught. Here's the they next did it on purpose, Sam. They did it I on know purpose. They did. Here's the proof. Ready? That's about what I'm going to get to. You can say okay. some of them in the lower ranks of the media might have done it by mistake, not realized. But it was done on purpose right from your government. And here's the proof. Joe Biden's lawless regime is labeling you a domestic terrorist, and they're teaming up with big tech to monitor what you say on social media and target you if you step out of line. Here's an, uh, an email that I got. Dear Sam, I have a shocking update. Last week I told you about Joe Biden's effort to circumvent the Constitution and spy on everything you do. But now the details are coming out, and it's even worse than we admitted or imagined. As it turns out, conservatives really are a top target. And even the private messages that you send on social media aren't safe. According to new reports, Joe Biden's spy agencies are partnering up with big tech to collect information on what you're doing. They claim it's what terrorists are saying to each other on social media. I wish I didn't have such dire news to share with you. But your constitutional rights are in more danger today than they have been in a long, long time. After all, we know exactly who Biden's going to use to hunt down conservatives. These agencies are too powerful to begin with. And now that power is aimed directly at conservative patriots. Hey, Sam, do you want to help me stop the left from targeting innocent conservative patriots? Then they asked me to donate money, right? This is still America. You have freedom of speech. You should be able to believe in and say whatever you want. Those are the principles America was founded upon and the principles that I was elected to uphold. But now that Biden is using the most secretive of intelligence agencies, we're all in serious jeopardy indeed. The Constitution truly is hanging in the balance. And I do not say that lightly. If America becomes a nation where every word that you say online and even in private is modified by the feds, wow, we're in serious, serious trouble. Well, I can't let Joe Biden seize more power than he already has. I have to stop him, and then they ask for more money. America must not allow a lawless regime to destroy our way of life. We'll talk about this in seconds on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
USA Radio News with Lance Pride. President Biden's decision to stop a President Trump-era State Department investigation into the origins of the COVID-19 in Wuhan, China, has two Senate Republicans requesting information on why he would stop the fact-finding process. Senators Ron Johnson, Republican from Wisconsin, and Rick Scott, the Republican from Florida, wrote a letter to Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and President Biden saying, we write to request information regarding recent reports that President Joe Biden's team shut down an investigation into the origins of the pandemic, which included examining the theory that the virus originated in a lab in Wuhan, China. U.S. House members plan to introduce two bipartisan bills Friday. The first bill, the Made in America Emergency Preparedness Act, would establish a 9-11-style bipartisan commission. The second bill, Never Again International Outbreak Prevention Act, calls for allowing grieving families to sue China by stripping sovereign immunity from it and other countries. USA Radio News. It's been tough talking to my doctor about constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. I finally laid all my symptoms out there and how they keep coming back. She said I may have irritable bowel syndrome with constipation, or IBSC. We agreed it's time to try something different. Linzess or linaclotide is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and Call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Visit a doctor in person or online. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Sponsored by Avian Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. Let's get an update from the deadly shooting near the airport in San Jose, California this week. Wendy King from the Pacific Northwest USA Radio News Bureau reports. The death toll from the mass shooting at a Northern California light rail yard increased to 10, including the gunman. The attack occurred at the Valley Transportation Authority in San Jose. On Wednesday, eight people died immediately. The gunman also killed himself. Investigators are still trying to determine why maintenance worker Samuel Cassidy shot nine co-workers and then killed killed himself. San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo said the victims knew the shooter well. Officials say Cassidy started a fire at his home before he left for the shooting. Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith said that Cassidy fired off 39 rounds and appeared to target specific victims. After five successful flights, NASA's Ingenuity helicopter on Mars experienced an in-flight anomaly. On May 22nd, Ingenuity began adjusting its velocity and tilting back and forth in an oscillating pattern. The helicopter landed safely as NASA investigates. USA Radio News. Live and on your radio, Dr. Scott Bradley with me, ladies and gentlemen. This is serious, serious indeed. Facebook relied on an investigation of the pandemic origin that was compromised by Communist Party influence. They're now blatantly admitting. So who does Facebook have as their fact checkers now that their fact checkers are recanting uh, and uh, retracting? And we find out that communist origin cover-ups are the basis? All right, where do you go from here, Dr. Bradley? When you look at something like that, you go... Hey, this is on purpose. This is not a mistake. When Joe Biden's literally, his regime is literally monitoring every word we say and calling you and I domestic terrorists, but at the same time we find out the fact checkers didn't have facts. They were following a communist cover-up, communist party agenda, and they all got caught and now they're retracting because the truth is coming out. 
those two realities, government attacking us and blaming us as terrorists, but at the same time, the communist narrative ruled the day from Fauci to Biden all the way down to the local media dog catcher kind of reporter guy, and they all admit from health organizations globally, worldwide, that they all followed this communist narrative, communist narrative, and they called us terrorists while doing it. This cannot be a mistake, Dr. Bradley. Well, I use this statement by Thomas Jefferson often uh, when we get a chance to, but it seems like it's <laughs> almost every week we, or almost every time we talk together. He said, single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of a day, but a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued unalterably through every stage of, excuse me, change of ministers to plainly prove a deliberate, systematical plan of reducing us to slavery. So what we are finding is a whole chain of events, and it's not an accidental opinion. It's a series of oppressions, as he said, begun at a distinguished period, pursued unalterably. I mean, we can go, I only go back to George W. Bush, but let's go back there, and let's look at what happened in 9-11-2001 and the subsequent Patriot Act which uh, uh, Utah Senator Orrin Hatch claimed in his uh, final campaign in 2012 that he was the principal author of. I don't believe that he strung the words together, but he was certainly a promoter of it. I testified before the Senate Judiciary Committee in April of 2004 against the reauthorization of the Patriot Act. But we look at, I'm one of the few Americans in all of history that's read it, and, and it is absolutely, it eviscerates the Fourth Amendment. So we've lost the Fourth Amendment because of, of legislative enactment. I mean, we go back many years with this. You look at how we have to go how far back for the development of some of these so-called high-tech companies. They develop these hand-in-hand -hand with the so-called intelligence. I say so-called because I'm not sure how much intelligence involved in it, more than tyranny. Intelligence communities in the United States, they took taxpayer dollars. They, they were to be used ultimately to gather the kinds of things they're talking about now. You look at the Military Commissions Acts. You look at the uh, National Defense Authorization Acts. These kinds of things define terrorism so broadly that someone looking for their dog could probably co be called a terrorist because they're out snooping around in the community. I mean, this is everything that's happening. Again, not an accidental opinion. It's a series of oppressions. And, and the whole idea is we, the Fourth Amendment really, for all intents and purposes, does not exist anymore in the United States of America, tragically. The intelligence communities and the big tech and everybody like that have, have just collaborated to the point they've gotten on board the, the media people and churches and, and the uh, political arena of, of even people that are in little municipalities are sucked in on this. I, I look, for example, on our local radio station. We have a couple of moments of fear every day as they go through the oh, ain't it awful. Here's the death toll of, of this COVID thing. And we look at the facade that has been carried out on, on the numbers that are attributed to this and how they develop them using an experimental for research only kind of test that was not for diagnosis, how they developed the the uh, uh, 
so-called vaccine, and I say that because it is not a vaccine, it doesn't qualify under the traditional things, how they have modified that to make sure that they can get it through when there's other modalities of, of treatment for very low expense. And it is every single thing has been a manipulated and managed approach to this, and we the people are putting up with it. We need to go back. We need to we need to rescind, rescind, not just modify, rescind the Patriot Act altogether, completely and totally. We need to rescind all of these other oppressive, you know, military commissions acts. See, it has historically been illegal to uh, use. Uh, these intelligence so-called agencies against Americans. And now there's a sharing of information across the board, basically. You look at what happened with the FISA court, how the FBI lied through their teeth to get a FISA court warrant to be exercised against common, everyday U.S. citizens in violation of the intents and purposes of those things as it was written from the very beginning. The FISA court should be eliminated. And, and it's, it's a rubber stamp court, and I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but let's say over the years it's had like 20,000 requests for, um, for warrants. They have, they have failed to issue those warrants in a handful of cases, probably less than 20. If, if you have a rubber stamp in your desk drawer that has your address on it, you stamp it on the envelope, that thing has more failures on each incidence than the FISA court has in giving whomever has asked for the ability to spy on Americans when that is that's never called into question. Every one of these things has been a it's been by purpose. And and this thing that we've gone through for the last fifteen or so months has all been just a part of some kind of end game. And, I, and I, I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, the big end game was getting the jab. Now, i got to admit, I've been through interviews with major media that right from the very beginning, March a year ago, uh, they, wanted, they wanted to insist that everybody was going to be compulsorily vaccinated. But they're finding resistance now. They're finding people are saying, oh, maybe half of the U.S. population is saying, you know, I'm not so sure... This thing developed at warp speed without any real testing that has no track record, that no known um, long or short-term outcomes. Um, I, I'm going to watch a little bit longer. But they're having to pay millions of dollars, you know, through ads. You know, they're, they're doing advertising campaigns. They put up uh, lottery efforts. Uh, you know, Ohio's doing this big lottery thing. California's doing a bigger lottery thing. And uh, in Utah, they're considering it in spite, in spite of the fact that Utah Constitution specifically prohibits that kind of activity. These people, they don't even, they don't even know their limits and bounds anymore. And, and it's time for we, the people, to say, we're done. No well, they more. turned to fact checkers backed by communist cover-up dictators uh, while uh, Kamala, or Kamala Harris uh, is literally tied to communist leanings. Joe Biden well, so is Joe Biden's family. International Joe Biden's family leanings. is doing that. Sure. Okay. Biden, the same. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, they're calling you and I domestic terrorists. While at the same time, their lawless regime is controlling all of us. 
Here's the proof that it's really an attack against Christians. Their real goal is they hate God, they hate Christianity, and they hate anything moral and good. It's a good versus evil discussion. Let's be very clear. All right? The valedictorian of a Michigan high school, her name is Elizabeth Turner, just so you know, had her speech censored by her principal for openly talking about her Christian faith and was told it was not appropriate to discuss at the school event. Okay, so you've got a situation now where you've got this poor girl. She's graduating, and she basically said things like this. You know, we don't know what the future holds for every one of us, but we can trust in our God. Uh, we don't know what we're going to be doing in, in life because we don't know, uh, but God can help us. We can turn to God. My faith in God sustains me. It's got me to this point, and it'll get all of us further. Incredible speech. She got flat out shut down. Now there's a big battle. Uh, but this is where they're coming for the Christians. Okay, you can say it's the coronavirus. You can say it's the masks. You can, but it's communism, which is godless, against liberty, which is God-authored. It is a godless versus God discussion. It is a good versus evil, a God versus Satan, whatever framework you want to put it in. It is the war in heaven continued on earth, and there's no way to dodge that reality. They're doing this on purpose because they are godless. And whether they intend it or not, they're promoting the godless agenda, which circumvents, tries to circumvent. It's the Tower of Babel all over again. Tower of Babel, Babel, where, you know what? They want to have man be above God. The quintessential Luciferian doctrine is at the helm. And we need to absolutely, boldly, unequivocally reject the dishonest, satanic, straight from the pit of hell narrative and turn to God Almighty for safety to save us. But we better keep his commandments if we expect to have him hear our cries. Dr. Bradley will respond in seconds on your radio. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is 
money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into mommy and daddy's bank account because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. The war in heaven continues. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com. Interesting to me, you talk about this uh, battle and religion and schools and everything like that. We have buffoons literally uh, at the head of everything, it seems like, uh, totally unfit to govern. Uh, here's recently, a couple of days ago, I guess we had a uh, Florida State University settled a lawsuit filed by a guy by the name of Jack Denton, who was a former student leader. He was the president of the student senate that in a private correspondence with someone, he's a Catholic, and he corresponded with some other Catholics in regards to how some of the things were being handled in regards to uh, government actions that violated their Catholic religion. And he felt a responsibility to say, these guys are violating my faith. And so he ended up getting booted. And, and anyway, they've, they've uh, filed, uh, a lawsuit was filed. It was ultimately settled. It was, you know, Florida State ended up having to, you know, have, you know, eat crow or whatever. But the, the fact of the matter is, this is, this is all across the nation. And if we look at the First Amendment, for example, the First Amendment is being violated in that it denies the free exercise of our religion uh, in our normal activities nowadays. And with some of these fairness for all kinds of bills that are before the, well, the House has passed them, it's before the Senate now, where those kinds of things are in violation of our right to to practice our religion, worship our gods, and, 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 and partake of the things that... Uh, that we believe are necessary in order to have a society that's stable and productive. And, and it's, in, it's violated in another sense, though, too, and that's with the uh, faith-based belief system called humanism that has become the national religion. It's been put in our public education systems and certainly at our university systems. You go through their uh, seminaries, if you will, um, in, in your uh, first 12 years, and then... Uh, you go to the convents where they practice uh, the higher order of humanism. You go into the universities. But but truly, uh, the idea of the First Amendment was not to have an adversarial relationship uh, with religion from government, but it was to have a, uh, it was not to deny our desires and our efforts to, to worship and participate and to have in the public forum the issues of religion but it was to prevent a tax-supported religion, which is what humanism is. It's a tax-supported religion, hundreds of billions of dollars. Taxpayer dollars go to that every year in our education system, and, and uh, it's carried out at the highest level. And hopefully some of these people like Jack Denton at the Florida State University will push back, and there'll be lawsuits and everything. But, but they're trying to institutionalize it uh, through legislative action, and you know well, it is institutionalized, I guess I could say, because in practice everybody's embraced it as though they're on the right path. But but we need to defeat all these efforts to do that. And by the way, I'll say religions are at fault too, because they are protecting their institutional ability to practice their faith-based activities. But they're leaving all of us just 
common folk out there because they say, oh, no, no, no. As long as we as an institution can have our meetings, as long as we can perform those ceremonies that we have, have determined are part of our religion, they're throwing the rest of us under the bus. And that's not the way it was. The way it was was an individual God-given right from the very beginning. Jefferson considered himself a religion of one because he felt his religious beliefs were, were that unique. I don't believe they were that unique, but that was his statement. But it was his privilege of worshiping as he chose to, as long as it didn't involve criminal activity. And we could go at length about but about that too. But what we're doing now is we've abandoned God. We have abandoned all of our foundation, of our everything that this nation was established on, and it's being replaced by a godless religion, a godless faith that has no divine uh, God. And we are we are seeing the fruits of that right now. And because of that, the tyrants are reigning with blood and horror across this nation and throughout the world. And, uh, and in fact, I, I, I do go back oftentimes to the Declaration of Independence. I read it as today's news today because truly the things that the American founding fathers were experiencing and uh, at the time of, of this writing, you know, he, the pretended legislation that's happening with just monarchical decrees across the nation. The, this idea of swarms of officers to harass our people and eat our substance. You know, they're, they're getting fundamentally altering our forms of government. Our constitution is no longer there. You can go on through. I mean, I'm just skipping through the thing. Uh, a prince whose character is thus marked by every by every act which may define a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. This is where we are in America today, our, our Declaration that. of Independence. Now, Dr. Bradley, the reason we focus so much on this, the reason that we come back to this every time, and I know some people who aren't very religious think it's a broken record. I understand all that. Uh, but I understand also that the broken record narrative of every other solution on the planet except for the supreme law of the land and except for turning to God seems to be promoted everywhere relentlessly as well. You talk about broken records. Blaming the Constitution, blaming God, turning away from the Constitution into God seems to be the narrative of everybody. Even the conservatives, even the, the so-called freedom fighters are, are doing this now. I believe with reckless abandon, it's disaster and dangerous to say the least. Um, let's jettison the Constitution. Let's have a constitutional convention. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's revolt. Let's whatever. They, they have every solution under the sun that they can come up with, always inventing new ways to solve the problems when the old ways are the only time and tested reality. The Constitution for the United States of America and a moral, good, honest, righteous people, those are the only things that have worked through the history of our 6,000-year existence on this planet that we know of as people. Um, okay, and the problem with this discussion is we always bring it back to God, and someone criticizes us for that. But I would submit to you that we are told by God Almighty himself through the Scripture that the power of preaching the Word of God has greater influence on the people and greater ability to change and to turn us to what we need to be doing and thinking and feeling and believing, and etc., has greater influence on the people than even the sword. That must not be taken lightly, Doctor, and should be our mantra going forward. Sadly, people ultimately turn to the sword if they feel put upon too much. And I, 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 I'm sadly also quite confident that there are those in high places that would be delighted if we resorted to the sword. 
because, uh, you know, if we have an M16, they have an F16, using the old vernacular of the old uh, fighter jet, you know. And and we will find ourselves uh, being crushed by those that, that are in power. See, back in the days of the American Founding Fathers, the footprint of government was far smaller upon their neck than it is today to us. There has been an intrusion at every level from these falsehoods. And there's been a, a concerted organ of propaganda that has been exercised. I mean, we've, we've been talking a little bit about this COVID facade that has been foisted upon not only us, but the entire world. And, uh, and say, okay, well, yeah, there is, okay, there's, there's something out there that causes sickness. It hasn't been nearly as virulent, has not been nearly as rampant in its uh, morbidity rates and everything. They've had to, they've had to fake those to build the fear, but they've had, it's been extremely effective. It's destroyed an election in, in 2020 of the American election. We have, we have literally, uh, lost largely and they're trying to canonize this or institutionalize this through the uh, the voting uh, rules that they're running through Congress and then there's another one that's just coming up now that that uh, will add to that where they're they're trying to make certain that the things that happened in the 2020 election will be institutionalized it will be the law of the land quote unquote it's not the intent of the founding fathers right from the very beginning was the states would control their election processes. That way, one single central central point could not pollute the whole thing, and the states were intended to do that. And and everything that's happened, the American founding fathers would be rolling in their graves because every change that's been made has been to bring greater centralization of control of the voting process, and we need to re resort back to the way it was handled before. See, everything we and turn again, on... let's go back to this idea that when, you know, abuse can be chalked up as no big deal, but when this relentless march towards things, you realize it is no accident. And the elections, the climate change, the COVID scenario, uh, the etc., all lead to the same agenda. They want to destroy America. The godless communist agenda is at the helm. Oh, it's pushed softer as socialism or pushed softer as this or that, or we just want to take care of the poor or we just want to give everybody a universal basic income. It's softly peddled, but the, the tyranny of a godless regime is at the helm globally speaking, and we the people need to stand against it like no other. And the only confidence that I take is in that my God's aware of all this and he knows me and he knows my desires of my heart and he knows what I will do to fight for liberty and he has, he's got this. And I don't understand a lot of it. I just know what my role is. My role is to tell the tale of liberty. My role is to point people to God Almighty. My role is to, uh, to focus on the solutions and that's what I'm about. And you know what? I'll do my best and let God take care of the rest. And uh, folks, take courage in that. Don't take despair. Take courage in that. The Lord put us here on the earth in these last days on a mission to defend the sacred cause of liberty, to turn people to Christ, to encourage people to repent, and to preach the message of hope and stability through obedience to the commandments of God Almighty, the author of our liberty. Let's make sure that's very clear, Doctor. Well, there's no question, and it's interesting to me that all of the, throughout history uh, of this nation, 
The big plum, if you will, for tyrants has been to destroy the United States Constitution in this nation. We're the last great hope. My contacts internationally tell me that if this nation falls, there is no further hope in the world of a restoration of individual liberties. That there's a lot hinging on this. Indeed, there is. And, and I would wish to high heaven that the United States population, I'm not, I've, I've completely lost hope of those that sit in the high offices, but the people, we the people have a responsibility to take this and become committed, devoted, faithful adherents of the original uh, intent of the American Founding Fathers. We can restore this if we the people will do that, but we've got to set aside all the distractions that have been placed before us and quit following the the loose strings that are put out there that, that honestly are, are just diversions for everything we need to be doing. I, I'm committed to it. I, I believe I have a duty to my fellow man as well as my posterity to seek to bring this about. But it's going to take a devoted, concerted, faithful effort to restore that which was given to us at such great cost. And by the way, we didn't mention anything about the uh, the Memorial Day weekend, but that's that's the Memorial Day really is a rest uh, a recognition of those that gave their lives last full measure as they uh, were defending these things. And and it's up to us nowadays. It's our time. We're on the earth right now. We can't let this slip through our fingers at this point. So Ladies this Memorial and gentlemen, Day, this we weekend we beg it. you to ponder, we beg you to pray. And then we beg you to protect the sacred cause of liberty. It starts individually. Then it goes to families. We must turn to God Almighty and repent. We must work hard to carry forward obedience to his commandments. He promises us that he will heal our land and protect us. In my opinion, the blueprint is simple, ladies and gentlemen. Let's follow it, shall we? Dr. Bradley's incredible collegiate series, To Preserve the Nation, as well as his weekly webinars and more Q&As on the Constitution are all available at freedomsrisingsun.com. Spread the word, tell the tale, have a great weekend. For Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, God save the republic. <laughs>